You're listening to the Rod Langway Fan Club. Welcome to the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. I am your host, Jeff Rollman. This is our 2022-23 season preview. And I'm joined by one of my co-hosts, Mr. John Snow. Done. Man, Mark is messaging. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, everybody. Yes, uh, we are uh, in a car. We're uh, in the parking lot of Taipei 101. We're coming to meet Mark. We're running a little late. Jeff, man, I can't believe you didn't get that app downloaded and ready to go. I'm it sorry, took us to The parking app? The parking app? I'm just pumped to be in 101, yeah, man. But you need like, an app to do everything. used to be the world's tallest building. Now, where is Mark? I don't know, but I, I see a spot just up here. Okay. Oh, he's just messaging me again, man. I think he's right down here, actually. I think he's right down here. Whoa, that just Taiwanese lady just jumped Whoa. out in front of me. Did you see that? That's Mark. Oh. That's Mark. It is Mark. He's right there. Sorry, I don't have my glasses. You, know, you never have your glasses. Okay. Okay. Let's park right here. Pull in, pull in. Uh, don't bother backing in. Just pull right in. Okay, sweet. You ready to go here? Yeah, okay. You got uh, everything? Yeah, I think I got everything. Uh, do you got the mic there? Yeah, I mean, it's on right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. What the hell are you clowns doing? I've been waiting for like 20 minutes for you guys. Hey, there he is, Mr. Mark Chechnita. Hey, Marky, how you doing? Well, I was doing pretty well. I was excited for the big preview show, and then I'm sitting in the lobby like a jerk waiting for you guys. We talked about accountability in the offseason, things are going to be different, and what happened? Sorry, Mark, we're running a little bit behind uh-huh. schedule. Yeah, we had to download the, the parking app. It took some time for us to get that figured Jeff, out. I told you about that app last week. You said you were on it. I'm sorry, Marky. Now, where's the elevator here, man? Uh, it's somewhere around here. This is a huge parking garage, but we do got to get upstairs pretty quick. I mean, we're doing the whole show up, up, on, the, up on the top, Type A 101. Yeah, believe it or not, we've all lived here long term, uh, and nobody's ever been to the top of the 101 building before, so we thought this would be the perfect place to do our preview show this year. But what is that smell? Yeah, something reeks. Rank. I thought it was Jeff's feet. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that, it's worse than that. I think it's that dumpster over there. Oh, uh, it must be. Let's, let me go have a look. Why? Don't open it. Why? Why? We gotta see. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> Ooh, okay. It looks like there's a, like a Philly cheesesteak in there or something. Oh, that that's probably been there oh. for a while. That's oh, cockroaches crawling all oh, over. That's nasty business. Well, you know who's definitely in the dumpster then? The Philadelphia Flyers, boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of cockroaches crawling over that carcass of a team. Yeah, wow. My expectations are really low for this team this season. This is a team, I mean, especially, it's a different team without Claude Giroux this year, but the scoring, this team just cannot score. Yes, they've got Konechny, uh, Farabee, but Ellis is done for the season. Um, Couturier is also a bit banged up. Um, I just don't have a lot of promise for this team getting any goals. No. Um, I mean, on the other hand, uh, new coach this year, John Tortorella. He's a fiery personality, and he might clean up some of the locker room problems. It's great to see Torts back in league. He's always good for five, six great quotes per season. But I think another guy we got to think about, and this is kind of their wild card player. This is uh, Carter Hart, who a few years ago was considered one of the hottest goaltending prospects in the league. Keep in mind, goalies take a little longer to develop. I could see him maybe turning a corner this year and holding Philly into some games that they should have no business being close in and maybe stealing a few wins they don't deserve. So how about we stop hanging around this dumpster? I don't know. I'm kind of curious now that we've gotten started. What else is in here? Well, you know who else should be in there? Huh. is the Arizona Coyotes. This team is going to have a rough season. I mean, first of all, they're playing in out of Arizona State. 
5,000 people capacity, I think it is. They start off with a rough road trip early on. Yeah, um, 16 of their first 20 games on the road. Which I mean, is... all their games are going to kind of feel like road games, though, right? That's true. Yeah. What do you guys like? Is there anything to like about this team? Um, I mean, Clayton Keller is an excellent player. That's Fun to watch, yeah. Yeah, Jacob Chikrin. I mean, he hasn't quite arrived yet, but uh, there's a lot of promise there for sure. Will he be around for the whole year? Maybe not, maybe not. I mean, the cap space... They got a lot of cap space. Sure, they got a lot of cap space. 19 mil in cap Connor space. Bedard is going to be in the draft. Uh, I like their chances of maybe getting him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they're hoping for. This is going to be a tank season, I think. And uh, if they can get into that first place spot or even second or third, there's a lot of good players in this draft. Sure. So, I mean, that's kind of the wild card for these guys, I would think, is uh, getting a top-tier offensive talent. You know, that stench, uh, I feel like there's a little hint of Chicago deep-dish pizza in there as well, guys. Ooh, yeah. Well, that would make a lot of sense because Chicago is in for a long year. I was trying to think about what is positive about this team. The only thing I can think of is Patrick Kane. I mean, Patrick Kane was still awesome last year, right? He's such a fantastic player. One of the best, for sure. Kind of a negative, too, though, the fact that Patrick Kane is still there in a year that they're trying to tank. I mean, what's, what's the point of even having him on the roster when you gutted everything? So you got Kane, who will be gone by the deadline, you would think. And then the other minus for me is Jonathan Taze is basically I think the captain is going down with the ship in this case. His contract is too big to get rid of. He doesn't really have much value anymore, unfortunately, other than maybe leadership face-offs. So two proud veterans who are going to have to languish on a really, really bad team this season. Yeah, there, there really isn't much uh, hope for this team, I don't think, at least for this season. Uh, you know, they did acquire Max Domi. And uh, he's been a player who's been a bit snake-bitten over the past couple of years. But he's going to be at a pretty good spot. Maybe he can emerge as at least a top-six player. Yeah, he's still relatively young. Maybe he refines his scoring touch. I mean, having a guy like Patrick Kane on his wing can't hurt. Okay, so let's uh, please close this dumpster now. It was a great time here, boys. But let's move along. Yeah, that smell is making me nauseous. Uh, but hey, Mark, while we're in the basement, buddy, we got to talk about your team, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, what are their prospects for this season? Do we have to? Well, let's start with, you know, let's start with something positive. I, I try to keep a positive view going into every year. Um, I like the forward depth. I think there's some pretty good forwards on this team. A lot of guys with 20 goal potential, 50 point potential. And, I mean, the most exciting for me is the combo. The dynamic duo, Nick Suzuki, the newly minted Canadians captain, and Cole Caulfield, who was on absolute fire at the end of the last year. I think he can pick up right where he left off. Maybe challenge 35, 40 goals this year. I'm really concerned about uh, Montreal's defense. I mean, who do they really have? Slim Pickens, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. Mark, who would you say are their best defenders? Well, Mike Matheson, they picked him up in the offseason yep. for Jeff Petrie. Uh, he's, he had a really good year last year with Pittsburgh, so he's going to have a lot yep. of responsibility. Chris Weidman? I mean, he's a bottom-pairing guy. He's a good leadership guy. Uh, I mean, they needed some veteran presence. Joel Edmondson, unfortunately, who's their assistant captain, one of their best steady defensemen. His back went out again. He crashed into Nick Suzuki in practice, and he's been out, and they don't really know when he'll be back, so that's a huge loss for an already thin decor. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of exciting for them to have Martin St. Louis in there as the head coach. Um, he was a real breath of fresh air when he came in kind of mid-season last year, really turned some of the kids around, and they seem to have a lot more energy and be playing with some uh, motivation. Yeah, they, they, did, they still lost a lot of games, but they weren't so listless out there, so hopefully at least they can play entertaining games. They might not always win, but uh, just give the fans something to be optimistic about going into the future. Yeah, and another team lurking down here in the depths. we got to talk about the San Jose Sharks boys. Uh, what do we think about these guys? Anything good? Oh, boy. <laughs> Is there anything good? Yeah, I, I think that Timo Meyer had a breakout season last year. He was excellent. Uh, he, he does a little bit of everything. But I think he's got genuine 40-goal potential. 
Thomas Hurdle is a pretty solid number one centerman. They've got him locked up long term. So these are two guys that San Jose fans can enjoy for years to come. Yeah, the problem with the Sharks, though, is they, they just don't have enough NHL players. If you look at their roster, they really don't. They're thin. Yes, they certainly are thin. But they do have uh, Eric Carlson there on the back end. Um, you know, if he could be healthy... I mean, he had 26 points in his first 32 games last year. If he could stay healthy for the whole year, maybe we're looking at a good year out of him. Yeah, no more Brent Burns to fight over power play time with either, so maybe he can get a rhythm going on that PP1 unit. And there is some talents on that top-end unit. And what do you guys think of the goaltending? Mm. Yeah, well, thin is the word again, right? I mean, James Reimer, I mean, this guy is not a trustworthy NHL goaltender. He's, he's a mid-level backup at best, and if he's going to be taking the bulk of the starts, then that's trouble. Yeah, Capo Kakinen, I mean, he's maybe a bit better, but uh, he really hasn't proven himself yet in the NHL. He'll get a shot this year, though. I think Reimer will give him that opportunity by floundering, as he often does. Well, one team that can certainly <laughs> doesn't seem like they can get off the ground would be the Anaheim Ducks. What do you guys expect out of this team this year? Yeah, it could be another lame season for the Ducks, but uh, you know what? Trevor Zegers has got to be one of the most exciting players in the league. Um, just the way he dangles his hands, some of the best hands in the NHL that I've ever seen, period. I mean, his, he's incredible out there. So I'm always excited to see what he's going to do next. And the defensive depth is actually pretty good. You know, the modern puck-moving defensemen, they got a bunch of guys who move the puck pretty well back there. Cam Fowler is solid. Um, Jamie Drysdale is an exciting young prospect. He's going to have making his second year in the NHL this year. Uh, they picked up John Klingberg. He's a solid defenseman as well. So... Shattenkirk, too? Yeah, sure. I mean, another guy who's comfortable moving the puck back there. So I, I think there could be some exciting games. They might not win a lot of games, but who knows? Maybe they're a bubble team if things go their way. Yeah, I just have a hard time seeing that. This team just cannot seem to score goals uh, up and down the lineup, with the exception of Troy Terry. I mean, last year he went on quite a tear, especially Hot in the start, first half. cooler ending, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just think that uh, Anaheim is really going to struggle to score. Yeah, for sure. They need more consistency from Troy Terry this year as well, yeah. And John, what about, like, do you think, the, what's the X factor for this team? Well, I mean, maybe if they could get a really good season out of John Gibson. I mean, this is a guy who really has never lived up to his full potential, I don't think. And if he could do it this year, maybe that could push them closer to a playoff position. I just want to circle back on one thing. We were talking about scoring depth. They did try to address that in the offseason a little bit. They went out and they got Ryan Strom and Frank Vetrano, two former Rangers, uh, I'm not saying that will solve their problems, but these are guys who both have 20-goal potential, so, you know, that could help out a little bit. And Mason McTavish, let's not forget him. He's going to be a sexy rookie this season. Absolutely. You're right. He could easily win the Calder. Oh, hey, would you look at that? There's the elevator, Ooh, guys. sweet. Hey, guys, before we get in here, I think there's one more team that might be in the basement here, and that's the, uh, the Seattle Kraken. Yes, yeah, second season in the NHL, but things are looking a bit brighter, I would say. Uh, they brought in a lot of new faces, Andre Burakovsky. Uh, they got Matty Beneers. He's going to be a full-time fixture there. Oliver Bjorkstrand, Shane Wright, his first season in the NHL. I mean, there's some excitement to be had, I would say. There is. Uh, I still think that this is a team that doesn't really have any high-end scoring. I think Beneers could become that eventually, but no one really strikes fear into your heart on that roster, and they struggled to score goals last year. I think it'll be more of the same this season. Mm. One of the things that I'm going to really be watching there is uh, Philip Grubauer, right? They gave him that big contract to come in and be the number one goalie, and he had a rough first season in Seattle. So I'm really curious to see if he can bounce back. Yeah, they need him too if they're going to have any success. I think he was pretty atrocious last yeah, year. Yeah, no, no Chris Dreger this year as well. So uh, who's the backup in Seattle? Martin now? Jones. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah, well, they really need Grubauer to play well then because... Jones is, you know, he's Martin Jones. He's, he's barely a backup at this point. All right, boys. Well, should we get in here? Let's move up. Let's get in here. All right. Up we go, boys. 
lights on. Oops. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, we've arrived in the lobby. Sure is brighter up here. I love the lobby, you know, hope and uh, new beginnings and anything's possible in the lobby. You could go anywhere, especially in a building like the 101. Yeah, it's busy here today. Whoa. Sure. We're still a ways from where we want to be, though. So uh, I guess we got to head through security here. Yeah, we got to go to the me- through the metal detectors, I think, guys. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Mark, go ahead. Hang on. Just let me get my keys out here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Whoa. I'll just empty the old pockets here. Okay. I think I'm all good here. Oh, I guess I'm not all good. I got some change in my pocket I forgot about. Oh. Get rid of that. That's a lot of change, That's buddy. That's quite a lot of change. Okay, let's go through again here. Whoa, I got it again? Oh, oh I got here. my back pocket. You got How more- many pockets do you have? <laughs> you got change. More change. Okay. All right, good. I think I'm good to go now, guys. Sorry about that. Okay. Well, look at the lineup here. We're going to be waiting for a while. Is that for the elevator? Yeah. Again with the elevator. Oh, man. Okay. This is the way it goes sometimes. It is man. a Sunday. Okay, we'll be here for a while. Yeah, it's a long wait, but, uh, well, speaking of long waits, the Buffalo Sabres fan base, they've been waiting 11 long years for a playoff berth, and, uh, well, could this be the year, guys? I wonder. I mean, what do you guys think are the, the positives with this team? Well, two big positives, literally and figuratively speaking, are Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power, two former first overall picks. Two guys that can log up to 20, 25 minutes per game. I think this is a great starting point for any franchise. John, what about their goaltending, though? Ooh, it is not very good. I mean, they have Craig Anderson, the wily veteran. He's been around a long time. They're going to be leaning on him somewhat this year. I'm not sure he's up to the task. Uh, they got Eric Comrie, who was a decent enough backup in Winnipeg last year. And I guess if those guys falter, which they may well, they have uh, a young kid, Uka Pekalukinen. Uh, maybe he can step up and fill that role, but I'm not optimistic about the goaltending, to say the least. Oompa Loompa. All right. Well, you know what? For me, I think one of the big X factors is some of the young forwards. Like, who's going to step up? Cousins was pretty good last year, right? Yep. And I'm really excited about this Jack Quinn kid. Yeah, so he had a full year in the AHL and was one of their top scorers. Uh, former eighth overall pick in 2020. I think this is the year that he breaks through. And maybe, you know, he can get himself in the Calder conversation. Yeah, well, speaking of the Calder, last year... The Detroit Red Wings, Moritz Sider won, and also Lucas Raymond. He was in the running for much of the season as well. Yeah, I'm really excited about um, some of the forwards that uh, Detroit picked up in the offseason. They got Perron and Kopp and even Kubalik from Chicago, right? A few years removed from a 30-goal season. I mean, nice reclamation project. Yeah, so it seems like Stevie Y sort of has gone out of his way to pick up some veterans to help uh, bring these kids along. They should be more competitive. However, I am still concerned about their defense core. Um, despite having reigning Calder winner Moritz Sider, uh, not a lot on that blue line. Not a lot of proven commodities, anyway. You do have Philip Kronick, who you know has shown some flashes. He's still young, but uh, I don't know. I think that could be an issue for them. Yeah, but they do have another uh, young kid back there, Simon Edmondson. He was a sixth overall pick, and people are pretty high on him. And if he could really emerge this season, I think he could contribute. And maybe the D-line wouldn't be quite so thin as it seems at first glance. I'm super curious to see how Huso does in net and uh, Nedeljkovic as well. It's not a bad combo. Yeah, right? they've, they've both not really been a full-time starter for an entire season. I guess Nedeljkovic kind of had a run at it last year, but didn't really prove much. So you got to hope that one of them emerges, or I guess it's at least a decent platoon. Yeah, it's definitely brighter in Detroit than it was last year, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Stevie Wise got them moving in the right direction, I think. Well, another team that's uh, moving up and certainly no longer in the basement, I wouldn't think, is the Ottawa Senators. 
Right, guys? Yeah, a lot of excitement in the nation's capital after a really uh, pretty glitzy, glamoury offseason. Yeah, we did cover that. And wow, did they improve their scoring depth. I mean, they added Alex Debrinkit. He is a 40-goal scorer. He's going to be excellent. Obviously, adding Claude Giroux as well. He's a guy who can do a bit of everything. But they still got, you know, Brady Kachuk. Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, all guys that can threaten maybe 30 goals. Shane Pinto, too, is a blue-chip prospect who's going to be in the NHL this season. He's looked great in preseason, so I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, well, a lot I like. cannot wait to see Stutzla. Oh, sure. Uh, see Absolutely. what kind of year he can put together. Yeah, he could be the best so of the bunch. So much scoring depth. It's incredible. I'm really concerned about their defense core. I mean, I, Thomas Shabbat, I think he could have a very good year this year, but... Uh, beyond that, that season though you know he just hasn't become yeah. that guy yet will he ever I don't know yeah, I don't know in the rest of them I mean I do like the Sanderson kid right sure Jake Sanderson um, lots other. to like there but I'm just really worried about um, Ottawa's decor and what do you think mm. of them in net mark I mean that's a bit of a, a wild that's card. the mystery box yeah uh, and it doesn't help the fact that uh, Mr. Talbot got hurt in preseason so uh without having him it's going to be anton forsberg carrying the torch for the first five to six weeks of the season so hopefully they can get healthy in net and if you look at that division it's gonna be competitive so you need to have good goaltending to have a chance yeah for sure i mean it could be a very fun team to watch i could see some high scoring games another team that probably is no longer in the basement is the new jersey devils mark what do you think of them no, I'm excited about this team. There's so much young talent, and you got to start at the top. Their former first overall pick, Jack Hughes, who was on fire when he was in the lineup last year. Over a point per game, 49 games played, 56 points. I think that's just the tip of the iceberg for him. He could challenge 90 points this year. Um, so, I mean, that's just one of many offensive threats that they have. They also picked up uh, Andre Palat in the offseason. I think that's a really nice addition to stabilize that first line. They also have Jesper Bratt and uh, Sharon Govich. Fantastic, but the big move was getting Hughes locked up for eight years. Massive. I've got big concerns about the goaltending, right? They brought in Vanacek from Washington. Can Mackenzie Blackwood find his game again? Lots of concern in net for the Devils. I really want to know what Dougie Hamilton does this year. I mean, this is a defenseman. I mean, he can easily put up half point a game or more. Uh, He's had a lot of problems staying healthy. If he can stay healthy for a full season and produce like he normally does, that could be a huge boon for this team. And no P.K. Subban. Mark, are you sad to see him retire? Uh, it's sad to see PK go, but you know what? I think we're going to get to enjoy him on TV, so that's kind of exciting. I'll never forget when you were on the Hat Trick Challenge. That, oh, was, that was amazing. amazing. Greatest day of my life, and the worst. Wish you'd had the shake. Guys, this line is taking forever. Oh, it's, it's not even moving, man. Ugh. Yeah, speaking of uh, lack of movement, how about the New York Islanders' dud of an offseason? Yeah, I mean, they did nothing in their problems. I mean, they look the same. They cannot score this team. I mean, Matt Barzell, he was their top scorer. I mean, he couldn't break 60 points. Just, they don't have any punch. No punch, this team. The only thing that they really have going for them is uh, Sorokin mm. in net. What a season last year. He, he wheels off a 925 save percentage and a 2.40 GAA. Excellent. He's just hitting his prime. He's 26. Totally. Yeah, nice backup to Simeon Varlamov has show that he can be a capable NHL starter. So they're solid in net. Uh, we should point out the fact that they do have a new coach in a new direction. So Lane Lambert takes over behind the bench. Maybe he, loosens, yeah, maybe he loosens the reins a little bit and the defense first approach leads to more offense. And I think one guy this could benefit is uh, one of their best prospects, Oliver Wallstrom, who is a sniper. Didn't really get a good look last year, probably because of the defensive lapses. Um, I think he's going to be set loose, and he could really help provide some punch to a pretty anemic offense. 
Well, I'm kind of sad to say, but the Winnipeg Jets seem to be hanging out here in the lobby a little bit directionless at the moment. Uh, Mark, what do you think about the Jet Skis? Well, you know what? They did have their problems last year, but I do love that frontline talent. A lot of offensive punch. I mean, you got to like the one-two combo down the middle with Mark Scheifele and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Some really talented wingers as well. KFC, Kyle Connor, 40-goal man. He's back, raring to go. And I think Nick Ehlers could take another step this year as well. So a lot of exciting offensive talent. Cole Perfetti as well is going to make, uh, make his steps in the NHL. So I think goal scoring shouldn't be an issue. John, what do you think were their biggest problems last year? Well, I mean... They had a little bit of a stink in the locker room. There's no question about it. Blake Wheeler and Mark Scheifele were a little cliquey. A lot of people questioned their leadership. A lot of people expressed uh, unhappiness with just the whole situation with the team. Paul Maurice left, and it seemed like from from that point on, the team was just kind of lost at sea. No captain either. Yeah, Blake Wheeler was stripped of his captaincy. Uh, He can't be too happy about it, but he's saying all the right things, so we'll see how that ends up turning out. Uh, One thing about the Jets is the fact that they've got a guy like Connor Hellebuck back in net is really solidifying for them. Uh, But for me, I guess the X factor would be like Rick Bonus. Like, can he sort of change the culture in that dressing room? Yeah, so there may be a lack of a captain, but this is an old steady hand who's seen a lot of battles over the years. I think he'll uh, bring some stability to the Jets locker room. Absolutely. And, you know, he's known as being a bit of a defensive coach. If he can get these guys playing defense, maybe they can turn the corner and really have a decent enough season. Well, let's stay in Canada, guys. Let's head west out to lovely Vancouver and talk about those Canucks. Wow, what a difference the coaching uh, change made last year for them, right? Yeah, no, all of their stars started firing on all cylinders once Bruce Boudreaux came in. And uh, too bad they didn't have a little more racetrack. They could have made a run for a playoff spot. Yeah, Elias Pettersson, I mean, his last 25 games of the season, he was lights out. And he's not the only guy they have. Yeah, I mean, JT Miller was absolutely on fire. 76 points in the last 56 games after the coaching change. That is unreal. You know, they've got a scary power play unit if they can get all those guys firing. I think the biggest issue, though, is just a a dearth of good NHL-quality defensemen. I mean, you look at, once you get past Quinn Hughes, I mean, OEL is not what he used to be. Tyler Myers, I mean, he's kind of a pylon out there at this point. Tucker Poolman, Luke Shen, these are journeyman defensemen. I mean, I, I don't have high hopes for this D course. They're going to have trouble getting keeping the puck out of their own net. I'm really concerned just about their backup goalie. Like, I know Demko is great, but what if he got hurt? Um, who are they running with their backup? Spencer Martin, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they can't rely on him. The, the problem is, too, I mean, they rely so much on Demko playing out of his mind when they win i mean demko is posting something like a 930 save percentage when they lose he's doing an 879 so if they're leaning on demko that much to win games and then he goes down they could be in big trouble oh this is taking way too long man what are we still doing in the lobby here well while we're here i think there's one more lobby caliber team and that's the columbus blue jackets yeah i guess i would give you that yeah so you know exciting off season they did oh, yeah. bring in the biggest fish of them all uh, Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, I'm pumped about Johnny Goudreau in Columbus. Probably the best player they've ever had, right? Yes, probably. Really, really exciting for uh, Blue Jackets fans. I cannot wait to see what he'll do on the first line with Patrick Laine, right? They sure. can make some sweet magic. Yeah, playmaking winger, goal-scoring winger. Uh, they just need to find a solid centerman to play them. Looks like Boone Jenner is going to get the first crack at it. What do you think are the biggest drawbacks for this team then? Oh, it's got to be the decor. Now, they still do have Zach Wierenski who can, you know, he can log a lot of minutes. I do like Adam Boquist as maybe a power play quarterback, but beyond that, it is pretty thin. 
Um, and they probably brought in the worst free agent of the offseason, Eric Gabranson, who is an absolute coursey black hole, is going to be manning their third pairing. So I don't know. I think it could be a bit of a, an adventure in their own end. How about the wild cards for this team, John? Well, they do have some young kids. Uh, Cole Sillinger and Kent Johnson. I mean, Kent Johnson just came off a sensational World Junior Championship where Canada won gold. And I don't know if you guys saw he pulled the Michigan there. That was quite something. Um, so he's pretty excited. Yeah, he scored at a world championship too, right? Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. So, I mean, Columbus Olympics. fans got to be excited about this. Yeah, and, uh, you know, another wild card for them, I think, we have to talk about Elvis Merzlikens, who, when he's on, is a top-end goaltender. So I think he can kind of make up for some of that uh, weakness on the back end. All right, boys. Well, listen, I'm getting tired of this line. I do. There's another elevator. Like, I can see another elevator from here. Oh, yeah. There's like, nobody there. And there doesn't seem to be any. Well, you know, people like people. lineups. Maybe no one noticed it. Let's just get in there before. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Just yeah, don't. Go yeah, don't. Come on. Let's, let's go, go. Let's go. Okay. Oh, sweet. It's right here. Sweet. Let's go. Guys, I don't think this is it. This is definitely not no. the top floor here. Where are we? Well, you guys weren't really paying attention, but I, I just chose the highest available floor. It was what? 60, so I guess we probably have to get out and like find the next elevator. Oh, man. Really? Where are we here? Well, it's like an this? abandoned office space or something. Pretty cool. Hey, there's they got chairs over there. There's nobody here. Lots of chairs over there. Let's have a seat, boys. Yeah, it's pretty comfy, too. Yeah, okay, have a seat. We got the whole floor to ourselves. Yeah. The, there's a hard candy dish over here, boys. Ooh, Ooh. During COVID? I don't know. Do we uh, want that? I'm, I'm going to roll the dice. These yeah, look pretty good. They look pretty tasty. Yeah, give me one of those. Mmm. Not bad. Yeah. This Whoa, one's this sour. Is, is this the Werther's? Yeah. I think mine's like a Werther's. I have no idea what this is, but Caramel I like it. Thing. Wow. It's good. All right. Hey, still pretty nice uh, view from up here. You know, not, not quite as good as it could be, but, uh, you know. Well, while we're on the topic of not as good as it could be, uh, let's talk about the next tier of teams here. You know, teams that are starting to push through, but maybe not quite cup contenders. Well, boys, I think we should probably start with the Dallas Stars here. I mean, this is a team they made the playoffs last year, um, and they just signed Jason Robertson. He is a bona fide top-tier scorer. I'm excited about this. They have a top-tier goaltender in Jake Ottinger. And I also love Miro Haskin as, as, a, as an elite defenseman. So nice top-tier talent here. Yeah, I love that first line with Dallas with Rupe, Hints, and the veteran Joe Pavelski who had a great year last year. But I do kind of worry about their depth scoring. Scoring has always been an issue for Dallas. And they've got the weight of uh, Sagan and Ben. I'm just not sure if those guys can provide enough depth scoring. And they also lost John Klingberg on the back end, and he was a big uh, offensive talent back there. So losing him isn't going to help their scoring troubles. I think uh, one thing to look out for, though, is they've gone in a new coaching direction. We've got Pete DeBoer coming in. He's kind of known as more of an offensive coach, and this is a team that struggled with offense. So maybe he can unlock some of that potential, get some of these guys firing on all cylinders. And maybe Dallas can become a middle-of-the-pack offensive team. And with their defensive prowess, that could be enough to be a comfortable playoff team. Yeah, being reunited with Pavelski as well, that could be fun. 
One team I'm really wondering about this season is the Boston Bruins. I've heard that some people are picking this team to fall outside of the playoffs, but I really do like the experience of the the Boston Bruins. Uh, They're bringing back Krejci from the Czech Republic, and of course, they have Marchand, they have Bergeron. This team still knows how to win, I think, yeah? Well, uh, you said they have Marchand, but he won't be around for the start of the season, and he's not the only one. So they're going to be without Charlie McAvoy, without Matt Grizzlick. Uh, Taylor Hall also got banged up in the preseason. He doesn't look like he'll be ready to start the season. So they could be in trouble early on, and it's a tough division. So they've got to try to tread water, and I don't think that's a guarantee. They might be pretty far out of it by the time they get healthy. Yeah, and, and I mean, my other question is, you know, we said David Krejci, he's coming back, but he hasn't been in the NHL for a little while here. What David Krejci are we going to get? Are we going to get the David Krejci of old? Or is he going to have tailed off a little bit? And uh, same with when Marchand comes back. I mean, he's a bit older Battling injuries, is he going to have the same punch, especially if they get off to a rough start? Is it going to be enough to turn the team around? I'm not yeah, sure. They're really going to be relying on that goaltending tandem of uh, Jeremy Swayman and uh, Allmark. We'll see if they can uh, keep him in there and steal some games. Let's keep that black and gold trend going. Let's move on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the big news out of Pittsburgh is the Holy Trinity is back. Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Back for another crack at the cup. And you know what? I think they might have a chance this year. That is a solid core, isn't it? It certainly is. I mean, Sidney Crosby, obviously, he's still firing on all cylinders. Last year, 84 points in 69 games. Wow, um, so that's amazing. Yeah. What about Latang? What did he put up last year? He had an amazing season last year. He put up 68 points last year. Yeah, one that's of his pretty... best years. Yeah. Now, I know he... Malkin was hurt, but what did, in the end, what did he put up? Well, classic Malkin, he was a point per game, 41 games played, 42 points. So the question with him is how many games does he play and how big of an impact does he make? Fantastic core. One of the things that concerns me is in the offseason, they really redid their blue line. Um, I mean, other than Latang, they made a big trade to get Jeff Preachu from uh, Mike Matheson. Um, I don't know if their D has enough depth, though. It just seems, do they have the enough cohesion to make it work? Yeah, I don't know if it, their decor is, is any better. Um, they made a couple of D swaps, actually. Uh, you didn't mention the fact that they also got Ty Smith from the Devils. They moved on from John Marino. Again, not a clear upgrade, maybe a downgrade. Hard to say. That's a debate that could be had, but it's not an elite decor. Yeah, it probably isn't. And uh, I got a few questions about Tristan Jari. I mean, is he a real number one elite goaltender? He had a great year last year. But can we expect the same thing from him this year? Well, that's the big question. I mean, the year before in the regular season, he had a complete meltdown, right? Uh, Was not very good in the playoffs. But then last year, his regular season was incredible, right? Then he gets hurt. I mean, they were up 3-1 against the Rangers. Um, I think he is a big X factor. This team's made the playoffs 16 years in a row. I don't think this year is going to be any different, but we'll see. And yeah, a third aging team that consistently makes the playoffs, the Washington Capitals. I mean, we can't talk about them without talking about the good, the great Alexander Ovechkin. I mean, this guy is a goal-scoring machine, still chasing Gretzky's record. It's always just a question of whether or not he hits 50. So, I mean, there's a lot to like with Alexander Ovechkin, as always. I would not bet against that guy, but I'm just wondering about their scoring depth. Yes, they've got Kuznetsov, but some of these older veteran guys are a little bit banged up going into the season. Yeah, there'll be no Nicholas Backstrom. Maybe ever again, depending on how he comes back from that hip injury. Uh, Tom Wilson is on the shelf to start the year. TJ Oshie also got banged up in the off season, or in the uh, preseason, I should say. So they're not going to have all of the firepower that they're used to having. They really need guys like Connor Brown and uh, Anthony Mantha um, to sort of step up. 
Dylan Strom as well was picked up, and he might have to give some more scoring from the center ice position. Not really something he's done consistently in his career, but the potential is still there. One of the big X factors for this team, I think, comes down to goaltending, right? In the offseason, they made a big move to bring in Darcy Camper. They completely revamped their goaltending. Is he going to be enough to put them over the edge? I mean, I don't think he really adds a lot to this team. I think he's a steady enough presence. I don't think he's going to hurt them. But whether or not he really, really helps them and he's a huge boon for them, uh, I think is an unknown. Well, I think he's a better goalie than the two guys he moved on from. But now if you look at their backup position, Charlie Lindgren, I mean, that's that's scary. This is a guy who has not proven anything in the league yet. So if Kemper gets hurt, which he seems to every single season, this could be a really bad spot to be in. And Washington could miss the playoffs. I'm not, I don't think they're a lock. And other than... Um Carlson, who's awesome back there on the blue line, not a ton of depth back there. No, no, there's no clear-cut number two defenseman on that team. So uh, that could also be an issue, especially if the goaltending's not a sure thing. Absolutely, yeah. Could be an interesting season for the Caps. Well, another team that has a lot of great veterans is the LA Kings. Last year, we were actually pretty optimistic about the team, and they made the playoffs. I really like the mix that LA has between the Vets and the kids. Yeah, not only did they make the playoffs, they gave the Oilers everything they could handle. And had Drew Doughty been healthy, they might have pulled off that first round upset. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love some of the vets here. I love Anze Kopitar. I love Drew Doughty. I love Jonathan Quick. I mean, that's a pretty decent core. Yeah, well, that's all the major positions. You've got your number one centerman, your number one defenseman. And I, I would still say that Jonathan Quick is the starting goaltender, although Cal Peterson will be pushing for playing time. So that's a solid starting point for any team. Yeah, they've got Dursey back there on the blue line, who's young, right? Mikey Anderson, who's young as well. Um, Quinton Byfield, now that he's healthy, I'm really wondering, can this guy take the next step? It's a shame that Turcotte is still dealing with uh, concussions, but they've got some nice young kids in there. For sure. But I I do look at this roster and I wonder if they have just the overall scoring punch that some of the other teams in the division have. Like, can they keep up with them? They did try to address that, though, the offseason. They took advantage of the Minnesota Wild cap crunch and they scooped up Kevin Fiala, who's a point per game player, and he's their most dynamic winger. So that will really help out the cause. Sure. I really like Arvidsson, too. I know he's hurt right now, but uh, and Kempe as well. But I think, guys, the big X factor is what kind of goaltending is L.A. going to get this year? Yeah, Jonathan Quick seems to be fighting off father time, um, but I think Cal Peterson has to step up. He got that big contract a year ago, and he hasn't really lived up to it yet, so he's going to have to start carrying his own weight as well, and hopefully they can get a good platoon going. Yeah, it is looking like it's going to be a platoon. Big questions, though, as to how successful they can be. I'm excited to watch LA this year. It's going to be fun. John, what the heck are you doing, man? This chair rotates super well. Amazing. Are, are, we, amazing. are we doing the preview show or not? Yeah, yeah. You're having way too much fun over there, John. How, Whoa, how old are we? Well, buddy, you're going to smash that desk. Oh, man. Yeah. I guess uh, we should head over to Smashville in honor of John. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I like what they did. They kept everybody around from what was a solid playoff team last year, and they've added a few new ingredients into the recipe. So they got Ryan McDonough for pretty much nothing. And they also picked up Nino Niederreiter, one of the best names in the league. And he's still relatively young, and he could add some scoring depth as well. So I I like what uh, Nashville's doing this year. I wonder about their centers, though, right? To be an elite team, you need to have elite centers. I like Granlin. He's a solid player. Rijo, I know he's underachieved for that contract, but I just don't know if they have enough strength up the middle. Yeah, I mean, I do have some questions about this team as well in terms of scoring. Last year, they were off the hook. It seemed like a lot of players had amazing years, career years. Matt Duchesne, an amazing 40 goals. 40 goals. Roman Yossi almost hit 100 points. 
Forsberg, 40 goals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can all of these guys replicate? And, you know, I'm not so sure about that. So I guess we'll see. Um, it's going to be an interesting year in Nashville as well. Don't forget that UC Soros is still manning the crease. And uh, when you got him, you've got one of the best goalies in the league. So that makes up for a lot as well. Well, I guess we got to stick in the central then, uh, the Minnesota Wild. Good year last year and great season from Kirill Kaprizov. I mean, this guy is a bona fide number one top-tier, sure-fire offensive superpower. Well, that's a lot of uh, positive (laughs) adjectives, John. But I agree. He's earned all of them. I hate to sound like a broken record here, guys. But just like Nashville, I think the problem with Minnesota is the lack of really elite centers. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, although, you know, I like the guys they have. I think Ryan Hartman Ryan, had a career year last Joel year. Joel Eriksson is also a very responsible two-way hockey player. They are, but are they number one centermen that you'd want to be playing with Kaprizov? I mean, it would be great if they had like a real number one, and I don't think they do. I agree. Well, they're hoping that former first-round pick Marco Rossi will eventually become that. He yeah. will be starting in the NHL this season, finally healthy. So I think he could provide a spark offensively. I can't wait to see what that kid on the wing, uh, Boldy's going to do for encore no he had a great half season last year can he sustain it over an entire 82 game schedule for me the biggest x factor for the minnesota wild is mark andre fleury the veteran in net yes is he still an elite goalie they lost cam talbot they have gustason as the backup i don't know this is a lot to put on fleury's plate yeah and you know he's still in great shape for his age but uh if he does go down then they're in trouble let's move along to mark andre fleury's former team oh yeah the vegas Golden Knights. Now, Robin Leonard, who's supposed to be their goaltender, is hurt. He's done for the year, which means they're bringing in Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. This worries me greatly. They do have Laurence Brossois, who is hurt as well. So the three-headed goaltending monster is pretty underwhelming. No kidding. Michael Hutchinson, how about him? Is he their fourth? Yeah, a blast from the past there. Uh, Yes, that is a a point of concern, no doubt, with this team. Uh, But what about the good side? I'd have to say that defense. I really, I mean, Petrangelo, right? Sure. And I mean, Shea Theodore's best years are still in front of him, I think. And I think Alec Martinez is a reliable veteran. I like Zach Whitecloud's yeah. grid as well. I know it's a decent decor for sure. I guess the big question, though, is what do we get out of Jack Eichel? I mean, he should be healthy for the whole season. And uh, I mean, is he going to be a 90-point guy? Is he going to be a 70-point guy? Or where, where is he going to stand? I mean, that could be the difference between this team making the playoffs or being on the outside looking in. Absolutely. I mean, I love Mark Stone. He's such a great player for Vegas, but Eichel can be a true game breaker. Totally, yeah. Uh, They mortgaged a lot to get him, so he's going to have to deliver. All right, boys, I got to take a leak. Is there a bathroom up here? Did you guys see anything? What does that sign say right there? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, boys, don't have another candy. Do not have another candy. No more candy. This place was just fumigated. We got to get out of here, man. We got an elevator. I'm calling the elevator. Mm. Calling the elevator. Okay, dude. on the first floor. We're hitting the stairs. Hitting the stairs. Stairwell, stairwell. Come, come, come. Let's get out of here, man. Do not obey. Okay, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. I'm dying. <sighs> Here we are, guys. The 100th 
and first yeah. floor. Okay. We finally made it. I didn't think we were going to have to walk all up these floors, though. I mean, that was like 40-some 40, 40 floors. It's going to lay down on the floor here for a well, second. Well, hang on. I mean, what, do we, what can we do around here, boys? Well, guys, check it out. It's... <laughs> Pretty sweet up here, right? Uh, they've got a restaurant up here. Yeah. Uh, check out over there. That's the the gift shop. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. And uh, hey, come on over here. Come on over here. Check out this view, man. Oh, the windows. Look at these big windows. Ooh. Wow, that is something. Here. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it gorgeous up here? I mean, we are on top of the world right now, right? I mean, it's not quite as high as the CN Tower in Toronto, but it's still pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, speaking of uh, CN Tower, Toronto, what do we think about these Toronto Maple Leafs? Well, you guys know I'm excited about the Leafs season this year. How about that power play, right? Last year was lights out. Yeah, especially early in the season. looked like they were going to maybe break the NHL record for power play efficiency. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong. Austin Matthews, the elite sniper in the league right now, got 60 last year. Can he push 65? Is, is that his peak? Mitch Marner, one of the best, I think, playmaking wingers in the game. John Tavares, who is an excellent center. I mean, if he's your second-line centerman, that's deadly. Willie Nylander. Michael Bunting had a nice breakthrough season as, a, I guess, a rookie, the really old one. So, yeah, that's, that's tough. That offensive power is tough to beat. You guys know how much I love the Leafs, especially Morgan Riley back there on D, but I just wonder about the bottom six. Um, is that going to be enough to give them sort of that depth scoring? Yeah, maybe not so much in the playoffs. Um, I, I really do think, though, the real wild card here is what can we expect from this new goaltending tandem? The goaltending has been entirely redone, going with Matt Murray and uh, Ilya Samsonov. So uh, some big questions there, I think. Matt Murray, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Come on, guys. What's more to like? Yeah, he's had a rough go the last couple of years. And Samsonov, very unproven. So I don't know what to expect here. Uh, high hopes for the Leafs, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out over the year. Could be end of Sheldon Keefe if things don't work out. I think this might be his last run out of cup here. Well, hey, we've got to talk about another city that has a lot of Canadian uh, snowbirds. Uh, the Florida Panthers. Last year, the President's Trophy winners. But a bit of a different look this year. For sure. I mean, they redid uh, their offense totally. I mean, Huberto is gone, but you still got to like what you see offensively here. I mean, they brought in Kachuk. They have Alexander Barkov, of course, Sam Reinhart, Sam Bennett. Carter Verhage, also a nice, you know, second-line piece there. I think this team is still going to be dangerous offensively for sure. Yeah, but what about the decor? Uh, it was already pretty thin, and now you've got Mackenzie Weger, who's off to Calgary. And Ben Sherrod, who they brought in the deadline, didn't work out. He's gone. So you've got a top pairing of Aaron Ekblad, who looked amazing last year, but we know his injury history. And Gustav Forsling, is this a top-end defenseman? I mean, this is their number two right now. So if Ekblad goes down like he seems to every year, this could be one of the worst decors in the league. One of the X factors that I'm looking at is uh, Lindell, their young uh, centerman. He played really well last year, but maybe they can get a little bit more out of him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if he could step up in that second line role, that'd be huge. I do wonder about the goaltending as well. I mean, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky, he can be really good some years, and some years he can be really bad. If he has a bad year and Spencer Knight has to step up, is he really able to shoulder the burden of a, of a full-time job? I'm not so sure. Yeah, for a $15 million position, that's how much money they have tied up. Uh, it's, it's not crystal clear what's going to happen in that crease. Let's move on to the St. Louis Blues. They had a great season last year. I really like their center depth. You've got a guy like Rob Thomas, who's an excellent playmaker, and Ryan O'Reilly, who's an excellent defensive center. Oh, great stability down the middle, but uh, I question the stability in the crease. 82 games of 
Mr. Jordan Bennington and Thomas Grice does not inspire confidence. I think that could be a real weak point for St. Louis. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I love their scoring on the wings. I think this is a team that can pot the puck. But I do have some questions, you know, about some of the guys that were more depth scorers last year. Barbashev had a career year, as did Braden Shen. And Tarasenko came back from that injury and looked really, really great. I do wonder if those guys can maintain that level of production this coming year. And hopefully Jordan Cairo too, right? They can't afford uh, him to slip up too much. Oh, for sure. No, for I think sure. he's going to be solid. He, he's, he's still on an upward trajectory. Yeah, I, I think if everybody contributes as they did last year, it's going to be a really good year in St. Louis. And Buchnevich. Buchnevich, yeah. He's, he's primed for another big year, too. Well, let's head over to my hometown of Edmonton, Alberta. I know there's a lot of excitement around the Edmonton Oilers this year. Well, I mean, what is not to like here, especially offensively? Connor McDavid, best player in the world. Leon Dreisaitl, possibly second best player in the world. You know, last year they added Evander Kane. He was a great compliment to those two. And they have some other depth there with Nugent Hopkins. Yamamoto might have a big year. Offensively, this team is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, but I, I wonder about the blue line. There's no clear-cut, true number one defenseman there. That guy that you can throw out there in any situation. You're down a goal, you're up a goal, you want to protect the lead. I, they don't have that guy yet. They have some nice players. Darnell Nurse makes money like he's that guy, but I don't know if he's that guy. Evan Bouchard maybe becomes that guy one day, but I don't know if he's there yet. So I think that's the biggest weakness for this team. Yeah, it's probably not going to be Tyson Berry. Um, the biggest <laughs> mystery for me going into the season with the Edmonton Oilers is in net. Right, They basically revamped their goaltending. They're bringing in Jack Campbell, the former Maple Leaf goaltender. And the backup is Stuart Skinner. Uh, is that an upgrade on the Smith-Koskinen that they ran last year? I think it is. Um, they're, I'm just a little worried about Campbell and some of the struggles he's faced mentally, seeing sports psychologists. A lot of pressure in Edmonton, too. It's not the Toronto pressure, Kirker, but it's not far off. And Stuart Skinner, I mean, this is going to be his first time as a regular goalie in the NHL. Is he ready? Yeah, I mean, if they could get good goaltending from Campbell, uh, you know, they could they could really uh, threaten to, I don't know, make Stanley Cup final or even win the Cup this season, but that's a big question. Okay, it's time to pile up those speeding tickets as we rip down Highway 2 to Calgary, and the Flames had an exciting offseason. Uh, I absolutely love what they have down the middle. Sure you the do. one two three combo. So you got Elias Lindholm, who I think is one of the most underrated centermen in the league. And then you've got Nazem Kadri, who was a great signing, coming off a great year, Stanley Cup champion. And then Michael Backlund is a very underrated player. As a third-line centerman, you can't do much better than him. Yes, they've got so much depth yeah. up the middle. Yeah. And I'm super excited to see what Jonathan Huberto can do in Calgary. I have some concerns about, do they have that number one D? I mean, yeah, they've got Anderson, they've got Hannafin. I mean, Tanev's a great defensive defenseman, but do they really have that really strong workhorse, that number one D? Yeah, maybe maybe they don't, but it was a huge deal for them to sign Mackenzie Wieger. I mean, they traded for him, and now he's locked up long-term. I don't think he's that number one guy, but I think he's going to do a lot to help solidify that blue line and make them uh, just a harder team to play against. Sure, he does seem like a, a Sutter kind of player too, doesn't he? Oh, for sure, for sure. I could see him getting a lot of minutes there. Another team that definitely belongs on the top floor, in my opinion, is the Carolina Hurricanes. I really like some of the young guns that they have on this team that are stepping into their prime. You've got Aho, Taravainen, uh, Svechnikov, 
And some guys who are a little bit younger, but I think as talented, maybe, um, is Seth Jarvis and Martin Nietzsche's, right? If these guys can contribute, look out. This offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I, I do really like their offense. I do wonder about some of the turnover here. I mean, they seem to be shipping good players out and bringing other players in. Um, this year, they brought in a bunch of vets. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these guys mix with the with the younger kids you just mentioned. Like, they brought in Paul Stastny, good player. But again, you know, he's, he's on a new team. Uh, Brent Burns, they brought him in to replace t- Tony D'Angelo as kind of the number one offensive defenseman. Again, how does this all mix together? This is a team that I thought had everything right a couple years ago, and they keep uh, needlessly shuffling the deck, and I'm not sure what's going on here. And another guy that they lost was Vincent Trocek, and that is going to create a massive void second-line centerman, and I think the candidate to fill that hole eventually, and they're hoping so because they've invested a lot of money in this guy, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, the spite signing from Montreal, has not lived up to expectations so far. He's still really young, though. He's been in the league since he was 18, Lots of room for growth there, and they need him to step up into a bigger role this year if they want to make a run for the Cup. Well, i got to say, the view is excellent up here, but I wonder if there's any way we can get just a little bit higher. Is there anywhere we can go from here? Guys, check it out over here. I think this one right here. The stairs there? Oh, they, uh, yeah. That's not for us, though. That's, that's, I think that's oh, just no, for like, the maintenance cool. crew or something. Oh, there's, this, there's a door at the top. It's a glass door. Let's go. Looking. Let's go. Okay. Well, here, Jeff, give me a little hand with this. Ooh, it's a little tough to it's open this little, door. you got to lift and, lift and push. Yeah, lift and push. Okay. Oh, sweet. There we go. There we go. Come on, Omar. Come on. Okay, fine. Yeah. Woo! It's a little windy up here, though, guys. Whoa, whoa, okay. I don't know. Like, this, is, this is a little dodgy, guys. No, it's like, just, just a gust. That was just a gust. We're fine. This is totally fine. Best of the best. Here we are. Three left. Where do you guys want to start? Well, let's talk about a team that we've talked a lot about over the last few years, the New York Rangers. Yes, this team is scary on paper. I mean, what high-octane offense this this team has. I mean, Panarin, Zabinijad, uh Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider with 50 last year. I know, unbelievable. Their, their power play was unreal. This is a very, very scary team to play against. I mean, they can outscore anybody, I think. I love that they added uh, Trocek in For the sure. offseason. I think that's a slight upgrade on Strom. Uh, perfect fit. More of a two-way guy, two-way yeah. center. One of the things that I worry about, though, is their, their backup goaltending. And I know Shesterkin's an amazing goaltender. Yeah. I actually think he's elite. It's not that uncommon for a young goaltender to take a slight step back. Sure. This year, they're rolling with Yaroslav Halak mm. as their backup goaltender. Can he provide enough relief? Uh, I still have that lasting image of him in Boston where he got pulled and you could tell he knew it was the end of the line. And then he went to Vancouver last year and was pretty bad. I don't think there's a lot of tread left on that tire. Yeah, I agree. That, that's the spot of trouble for sure. What's the uh, X factor for the Rangers this year? Well, I mean, there's so much untapped potential. So they've got three guys that I'm looking to here. Alex Lafreniere, of course, former first overall. He started looking pretty strong in the playoffs last year. Capo Caco, another guy, second pick overall a year before Lafreniere. He actually was a healthy scratchy then in the playoffs, but uh, still so much potential there. And Keandre Miller is an absolute stud. I think he's going to emerge as the second best defenseman for the Rangers behind Adam Fox. Uh, those three guys, I think, can make them into a legit Stanley Cup contender. Whoa. whoa, whoa. That was crazy. Okay, it's guys, crazy up here. this is not okay. Like that was a massive fine. gust of wind. It's We're gonna get fine. swept away here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty fun. Skies are pretty clear, though. Yes, that's true. I don't yeah, see any thunder or lightning. It's not stormy, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all good here, but we do have to talk about the Stanley Cup finalists failed to three peat. 
Tampa Bay Lightning. What do we think about this team coming coming up this year? Well, guys, how about that core that they have, right? No, yeah, it's an elite core. This is why they've been in the cup finals the last three years. Kucherov, Point, Hedman, Vasilevsky. Does it get much better than that? Not really. I mean, we talked about the Penguins core, but yeah, this is this is one step above, I would say. Uh, any problems we see with this team, though? You know what? The depth has been kind of whittled away. Obviously, they lost Palat. Uh, they've lost McDonough now. Um, I'm just wondering, do they have enough depth to get them through the season and a long playoff grind? Yeah, I think they got a couple guys they picked up, X-Factors, guys who can be good reinforcements for them. Uh, they, they spent a lot of assets bringing in Brandon Hagel last year. He didn't blow me away in the playoffs but I think he's a guy that's probably good for maybe 40 even maybe as many as 50 points in the regular season Uh, and a guy who did blow me away in the playoffs was Nick Paul I thought he was one of the most impactful forwards and if he can pick up where he left off and provide some depth scoring I think that will carry Tampa Bay to maybe another division championship yeah, for sure. I mean, th- this team is looking good, maybe not quite as good as they've looked in the past, but uh, watch out for these guys. They're still elite. Whoa, okay, that's wind. Hey, guys, this is this is getting pretty intense here. I almost got knocked off my feet on that last one. Hey, we'll go inside. It's that Rocky Mountain wind that we're getting there. We got one more team. Yeah, one more. One more. It's got to be the Colorado Avalanche. They made it to the top of the mountain last year, and this team basically more or less returns, but they have had a few defections. I mean, this team is incredible. They still are. They still have elite scoring. But the decor is absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, Kale McCarr is probably the best defenseman in the world. But Devon Taves had an outstanding year. Hopefully, they'll have a full year from Sam Girard. Um, Bowen Byron might be able to take a step forward. I mean, that is just sick on paper. It's very, very scary to imagine playing against that team. Yeah, no doubt the back end is elite, but I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the forwards. They lost a total of 150 points with Nazem Kadri leaving via free agency. And also Andre Burakovsky is headed off to Seattle. So uh, where's that extra offense going to come from? Yeah, I mean, I guess they're hoping uh, Alex Newhook can step up and th- maybe they can get a bit more out of uh, Valerie Nchushkin as well. Those are two guys they might have to lean a bit more heavily upon. Evan Rodriguez was a good under-the-radar signing. True, true, yeah. And, of course, having Nathan McKinnon in there, I can't wait to see what he's going to do for an encore. But one of the biggest mysteries for me comes down to goaltending, right? Um, Fransosa's back. Now, he was a backup last year. He did make it in the playoffs. He played pretty well when he did play. Um, But then they got Georgiev from the Rangers. And I'm just wondering, is that enough of a one-two punch in net? Yeah, good question. I mean, they haven't really relied on elite goaltending before. Um, we'll see if that tandem is enough to get them over the hump again this year. Yeah, I think they're banking on the fact that they didn't really have elite goaltending last year and they won the cup. And, you know, it costs a lot of money to sign some of these high-end studs, so they had to cut corners somewhere. And uh, we'll have to see if it's enough to get them over the finish line again. Yeah, there are a few more questions around this team, but we got to say they are still the betting favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Whoa, okay. Yeah, the wind is picking up for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, let's get inside, boys. Yeah, fair enough. Mark, want to grab the door there? I can't I can't get it. It's stuck. Like, I can't move this door. Really? Yeah. you got to pull from the top, pull man. Pull from the top. All yeah, right, you try it. Then. Here, hold the mic. Hold yeah, the yeah, mic. Hold it, the I microphone. Okay. Maybe okay. it's the bottom. It's getting hairy. No, it's stuck at the top, though, man. Well, pull harder, dude. No, I think it's... Uh, uh, maybe there's some dirt. Whoa! Or I don't know. Uh-oh! Oh, no, the mic! And we're back. We're back in the yeah. studio. We're yeah. minus a microphone, though. 
Yeah, Mark, man, I mean, you yeah, should have told you guys. That. I told you guys it was a bad idea. Now you're I mean, we're already hurting me. financially, and here we go. We got to buy a new mic. Well, but anyways. should have been out there. Yeah, okay. But why are we back here? We are back to announce our Stanley Cup picks. We're going to pick a champion. 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 Guys, oh, this is a really, really tough call this year. I'm going to go off the board, completely off the board. I'm going to say the uh, Calgary Flames. I love Whoa. that team. Whoa. Mark Sherman, Net, look out. Jeff, you're, you're close. You got the province right. It sickens me to say this. I've already put money on them. The Edmonton Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, Mark. Interesting. All Alberta so far. And what about you, John? Well, it also pains me to say I am going to pick the New York Rangers. I think that this team is very, very, very close. And uh, if those young kids can step up play, this could be a scary team. Rangers all the way. Oh, I cannot wait for this season. Yeah, it's going to be a great one, guys. We'll be back here at the first quarter mark. We look forward to seeing you there. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I, I, I hope you had yourselves a time. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope, hope you had time. Time, time, time. Hope you had, hope, hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I hope you had, hope, 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 h